Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Happy Feast Day! Pentecost Sunday, you all look fabulous in your reds. This is the day many years ago that the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus' disciples, filling them empowering them, transforming them to continue the mission of Jesus Christ. It's a huge event, the birth of the church, an event that changed history, an event that has implications for the future, an event that of course is still going on as the Holy Spirit continues to transform our lives, comforting us and healing us and empowering us to share the good news of Jesus Christ, bringing different people together, different music together. This is our first blended service since John's been here, and this is wonderful to have. Such life-changing, history-altering events are hard to summarize, yet alone packaged into a tight little sermon neatly packaged. (laughs) They are too big for just a few words. Often when biblical scholars, preachers, pastors are interviewed on on television or for documentaries or the radio, reporters ask, if you reduced everything you know about God to a single sentence, what would you say? An interesting idea, isn't it? Taking everything you learn in life from school, from relationships, from experiences, and then synthesize it into a single statement. Is it even possible to describe God so concisely? One well-known pastor, preacher, and teacher said this when he was asked a similar question. He said, God is God, and I am not. It's a good place to start. (laughs) Presiding Bishop Michael Curry once sang his response to a similar question. He said, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Reducing big ideas to concise concepts is an interesting exercise. See if you can decipher these stories. Crazy man chases white whale. Moby Dick, yeah, all right. Interracial runaways raft river rebelliously. The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Ernest Hemingway was challenged by a guy on the next bar stool as he sat next to him and he, he said to write a complete story in a single sentence. And so Hemingway wrote this on, his, on a napkin. Baby shoes for sale, never worn. It's intriguing and thought-provoking. If we were going to shrink the Pentecost message to a few words, what would it be? What would it be? Maybe, just maybe, we can find the answers in the readings. One of the things we can do when we explore the Bible is to look for literary devices that emphasize and underline and point toward the primary meaning that we have in a particular text. And speaking of underline, ancient books did not have bold and italic and underline and asterisks and all these kinds of things we do in our writing styles and social media to produce. They didn't have emojis back then. They didn't even have punctuation. And in the Hebrew Bible, there are no vowels. So they relied on other methods to create emphasis. Things like 
repetition. In the book of Leviticus, I am the Lord and I am the Lord your God is repeated 16 times in just 37 verses. So reading between the lines, I am the Lord your God is the main thing in this passage. Some use similes and metaphors. It is like this one. It is easier for a rich man to go through the eye of a needle than to enter the kingdom of heaven. Another technique is called a chiasm, C-H-I-A-S-M, chiasm. At the end of a series of words, they are reversed to finish the thought. So just for an idea, it could be something like this. Do I love you because you're beautiful or are you beautiful because I love you? Or this one, don't sweat the petty things and don't pet the sweaty things. That's a good one to remember. They don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. You know, today's reading from Genesis chapter 11 is a chiasm. If you'd like to see it in detail, I have a handout in the narthex back on the table back there. You can get that afterward. But each phrase in the beginning of the passage is mirrored to a corresponding phrase at the end of the passage. And if you stack up all these phrases and you indent each one, it forms a point at the most important thought, which is right in the middle. The only idea that is not repeated in the whole chiasm. And that's where the whole thing gets turned on its head. And in today's Genesis reading, that phrase is this, the Lord came down. The Lord came down. We get a little more help from Psalm 104, our psalm today, as it was written, you send forth your spirit and everything is created and you renew the face of the earth. The message paraphrase of Psalm 104 says it this way, what a wildly wonderful world, God. You made it all with wisdom at your side, made earth overflow with your wonderful creations. Oh, look, the deep wide sea brimming with fish past counting sardines and sharks and salmon ships plow those waters and leviathan your pet dragon romps in them all the creatures look expectantly to you to give them their meals on time you come and they gather around you open your hand and they eat from it if you turned your back they die in a minute take back your spirit and they die revert to original mud Send out your spirit and they spring to life, the whole countryside in bloom and blossom. You see, the Lord came down and there was life. The Lord came down and there was food enough for all. The Lord came down and the whole countryside bloomed. There's another hint to our one-sentence story of Pentecost, the promise of Jesus in the gospel, where Jesus said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you the Spirit. And God came down just as promised 50 days after the resurrection on Easter Sunday and 10 days after he ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of God. On Pentecost Sunday, as the apostles were, were gathered together, a rush of a violent wind came into their home and divided tongues like fire rested on every one of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because God came down. God came down. 
And when he did, the guys were so pumped by the Holy Spirit that people thought they were drunk. And even though it was only nine in the morning, no normal person can have that much joy at that time of the day. <laughs> but there it is. The Lord came down. The Lord came down. Just as the prophet Joel proclaimed so many years earlier in the Old Testament, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, also your daughters. Your young men will see visions, your old men dream dreams. And when the time comes, I'll pour out my spirit on those who serve me, both men and women, and they'll prophesy. And I'll set wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billowing smoke, the sun turning black and the moon blood red. Before the day of the Lord arrives, the day tremendous and marvelous, and whoever calls out for help to me will be saved. The same Holy Spirit that was poured out on the disciples is poured out on us as well. In baptism and in Eucharist, through the laying on of hands, and by asking the Holy Spirit to awaken our hearts to what he's doing on this earth so that we can participate with him in the mission of God in this world. The same Holy Spirit that launched the first century church renews us again today on Pentecost, the church's birthday. The Acts of the Apostles is a remarkable story of how the Holy Spirit worked through the disciples how Jesus became the foundation of our Christian faith, starting with a dozen men, now over two billion strong, the largest religion in the world. It was all possible through the power of the Holy Spirit poured into people like you and you and you and me. At the very end of the last chapter of Acts, Paul's actions are described simply and clearly for that is what we are also called to do. Acts chapter 28 ends with these verses. Paul welcomed everyone who came to visit. He urgently presented all matters of the kingdom of God. He explained everything about Jesus Christ. His door was always open. So, Open your doors. Allow the Holy Spirit into your hearts and minds and bodies. Make room for the Lord so that you too may welcome others into the kingdom of God. You can do this. We can do this because we are invited to do this with the power of the Holy Spirit in us and for the glory of God. The Lord came down. The Lord came down. And he is here with us. Draw close to him today and ask for a greater measure of the Spirit of God in your life. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. 
May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.